0: the heather mccoy show welcome to the heather mccoy show in all middle segment today i'll be talking with jim venakis from the group fairness and accuracy and reporting about the role in the, of the far right in the ukrainian revolution and running out the hour we'll have robert larson join us from the other side of cleveland national forest but first we'll start off with our regular contributor the blogger behind phil neil demas welcome to the show neil
1: Hello,
0: Heather. Hi. Um, So the bill that was supposed to limit sports stadium subsidies in the state of Florida has taken an ugly turn for the worse, where the new law would force stadium subsidies to go through a standardized evaluation process, but without the the legislature getting a vote on each project. Or is there another way to interpret this?
1: Well, that's what the Senate seems to want. It's that they're saying, oh, man, if they have to go before this, you know— Uh, evaluation process, and then it has to come back and be voted on by the legislature. That'll take a long time. And, um, you know, it it mostly seems to be... um Legislators from around Orlando who are concerned about this because they're trying to get this Orlando soccer stadium off the ground really quickly. So they're saying, man, it's going to take a really long time. Can't we just say once the you know state agency that's supposed to evaluate these things evaluate has the, evaluate, evaluated them, you know, as soon as they you know check off that they pass their inspection, uh, doesn't really have to go back to the legislature. Does it? legislature does it, um, which is. Kind of important, because you know there's a reason why we have legislatures vote on things like you know tax expenditures, um, and you know legislatures can hold hearings and you know public process, all that good stuff but um, again there's this group in the Senate state Senate in Florida that seems to think that that would be a a, a good thing to get around um, I, you know i don 't know where that's going to go, and you know it's just the House and the Senate still have to have to work all this out um, it, it definitely seems like the promise of wow we're going to really crack down on uh on uh you know all these sports subsidies that that Ford has been handing out over the years um, it the promise is starting to dissolve a little bit the more we find out about this.
0: Would that make the state essentially like a sports authority where it just kind of goes through a separate process and the state legislature doesn't have to vote on it anymore? That, does yeah,
1: I think so. I mean, again, I, it, it's really unclear what they're proposing, um, but that seems to be the idea is that just there would be a certain, you know— Checklist of things that you would have to show, like you'd have a have to have an economic impact study showing that there would be a positive return on investment, things like that, and then I guess it would just be a bunch of you know uh, uh, state employees who would just be sitting there and evaluating it. And if they said that it's good enough for them, then um, you know that it's good enough for the state. And I mean, if I'm a Sports team owner, man, I love that process because, as we talked about before, you know, the hardest part of getting um, a stadium or arena bill passed, stadium subsidies passed, is you know, actually convincing actual human beings. And the fewer human beings you have to convince, right, the better. So if it's not about we have to figure out how to talk the state legislature into this, but we just have to figure out how to do a good enough presentation, you know, make a really nice PowerPoint that will, uh, you know, win over these folks at whatever state agency is going to be assessing this, uh, that's a much, much smaller lift.
0: And I think we were talking about last week that the criteria that the... um you know, that this is linked to. It's not the hardest criteria in the world. It's just like, oh, a CPA anointed this, you know, study. And it just seems like it's kind of you can just forge numbers and then just pass it along. And then a checklist is, a yep, we have it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing is that, you know, being able to show, being able to come up with a piece of paper that shows that a stadium deal is a good one is not hard. Being able to come up with a piece of paper that will actually um, hold up under serious scrutiny is another issue. So the tricky part is the serious scrutiny. You know, the tricky part isn't like you know making sure that they have some sort of documentation in order, um, and you know that's. That's the part that I'm worried they're going to leave out in Florida.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, speaking about checklists, uh, the checklist of agreements that between Cobb County Commission and the Atlanta Braves that needs to get done before they can break the ground on the new baseball stadium is a very long, long list. Uh, but they want to sell, get the bond sold by the summer. I'm guessing with a major rush job like this, it never favors the city-county side of the negotiating table because while the county is seeing some some of these concepts for the first time, I'm guessing that the Braves have had some of this stuff in their back pocket as their wish list for a while now. Is that a correct reading on the situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the counties are never really um, have any advantage at at the negotiating table, right? Anytime you sit down across from a team, um, invariably the team uh, lawyers know this business better than, you know, whoever is going to have to draw the short straw and talk, negotiate this for Cobb County. Um, you know, they've never um, negotiated a sports deal ever before, right? Um, you could, I mean, a deadline could work to the advantage of, of Cobb County. I mean, the Braves want to get this done as much as the the county does, and the county could say, hey, you know, you guys are under a time crunch here. I think they, the, uh, the uh, agreement only lasts till the end of 2014. Mm-hmm. And Cobb could be saying to the Braves, hey, you know, we've got a deal here, but if, uh, if uh, we don't get this done by the end of 2014, then, you know, we're not committed to, uh, to sticking with this. Um, if you want to take advantage of this, then, you know, work out all this stuff to our satisfaction. Um, unfortunately, as we've seen, that's never how counties and cities negotiate. It's always, oh my goodness, you know, we might lose the Braves. Um, you know, we have to figure out a way of uh, of making it happen. Um, and so far, you know, all the county is saying is, oh no, 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 don't worry. You know, things are going ahead of schedule. Um, but there's a heck of a lot to work out. You know, I mean, there's five major um, operating and like traffic and other kinds of agreements um, that have not been finalized. Um, and, uh, you know, a whole bunch of minor stuff. And, you know, this is this is serious stuff, like who's, you know, what the traffic uh, improvements are going to need to be and how they're going to pay for it, and who's going to pay for operating costs for the stadium. You know, that's a big, big deal, as we've seen in city after city. Um, and, I, you know, yeah, the worry is... That um, the Braves are going to say to the county, "Oh yeah, don't don't worry, this will all work out. You know, just just pass it real quick. We got it. We're in a hurry, um, and there won't be time for sort of some public vetting. Um, that's that's you know more my concern. Not that the Braves have more leverage here, um, but that the rush is going to be used as an excuse to say, you know, quick, let's uh, have some more of those agreements that we sign where." where you know, most of the people wait in the hall, so we don't have to have a quorum. Yeah, and, definitely. And, yeah.
0: Well, the with the traffic improvements, not only do you have to devise a plan to get the plan up and running, you actually have to build it. I remember when they, you know, reconstructed Disneyland in the mid-90s, that all the five freeway improvements took forever. So they're going to be playing baseball, and you're going to have people with tickets not able to get in the park if they do build it in 2017.
1: Yeah, I mean, this really has the the makings of a potential disaster. I mean, it could work out okay, but I mean that site has real traffic problems. Everything in the area of Atlanta has traffic problems um, because it's just a terribly designed city for transit. Um, and uh, uh, but you know, when you're trying to get something done on the clock and sort of say, okay. Um, you know, we don't. Have, it's the same thing we saw with the Vikings deal, right? You know, when the Vikings, the Vikings funding deal, they, you know, had like two days to suddenly come up with a way of uh, of figuring out how to pay for the Viking Stadium, and they were like, oh. Electronic pull tabs, yeah, that'll work. Um, and I'm a little worried that there's going to be some sort of solution here where they're going to say, oh, man, this whole highway thing, it's really confusing. I don't know, let's just, you know, hope that this thing will work and, and uh, you know, throw this at the wall and, you know, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Um, there could be an awful lot of figure it out later for, for the Cobb County plan.
0: What's kind of ironic about this is, like, the Tea Party is uh, clearly a suburban phenomenon, and, the, you know, the Atlanta Braves fan base, as they say, are out in the suburbs and Southerners have a reputation of having a very long memory, is this going to blow up in their face and then they'll have attendance figures like the Marlins?
1: Um, because what? The, 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 oh, you um, have, people, most the of your
0: people. yeah, most of your fan base may be Tea Party, and if the local Tea Party in Atlanta is against this, it's just like, uh, we're not going you know, there. I
1: mean, mm. I think what we've seen is that people will go to sporting events Regardless of their their you know personal distaste for the, uh, for the, you know, the way that the deal went down oh, you okay. know? I, I went to a Brooklyn Nets game yesterday <laughs> despite the <laughs> fact that, uh, despite the fact that you know I got to see how the sausages were made in the way, in the way that arena was constructed um, admittedly it was the first one I've gone to in two years, and given my experience there, it'll probably be my last one for another two years but uh, it you know I, sports Sports always wins out. You know, look at the number of times that people have said, you know, oh, my goodness, I'm so furious at this strike or this lockout or this uh-huh. steroid scandal, whatever. I'm just through with sports. I'm done with it, you know. I'm never going back again. They always come back, you know.
0: Well, I, I, um, I've i been away from Angel Stadium for two years because of Artie Moreno, uh, his free agent signings, and what do you want to do with Angel Stadium parking lot? So there are people that can really hold out.
1: There are people, and, you know, and certainly I, you know, I've, you know, uh stopped going to Yankee games pretty much because of the way that whole deal went down and, you know, just the fact that I think again, the the, the new stadium is an unpleasant experience. Um and, and, you know, also I've I've certainly been driven away by the fact that by the way the Yankees have, have, you know, operated their club and, you know, it's all about buying the best team. Um and but again, I think that, that that's the, people like you and me and even maybe some of your listeners are a rarity. You know, most yeah. people are going to come crawling back, because what else are you going to do? You know, and I, Again, we're lucky because we live in, in markets where there's an option, right? Yeah. You know, if you don't want to go to the Angels, you can go to a Dodgers game. If I don't want to go to the Yankees, I can go to the Mets. Uh, if I don't want to go to the Nets, I can go to the Knicks. Um, you know, if you're living in, you know, Milwaukee, and you're angry at the way that the local sports team is being run or about the you know, amount of money they had to, you had to put up for the Brewers' stadium, um, what you gonna do?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I'm a Giants fan, and I don't, I don't like the Dodgers. But then, like, I really don't like how the Dodgers are screwing over their own fans with the new cable deal with uh, Time Warner Cable. So, mm-hmm. if I were to see a Giants game, I would drive all the way up to San Francisco or down to the Padres to avoid both local teams. Right, that's just right. me though um staying in Florida Dolphins owner Stephen Ross is doing his own uh doing his second go round of trying to score public money to upgrade the privately held dolphin stadium, which was the worst proposal from a public cost perspective. the new one or the old one from last fall
1: um they are pretty close um the one last year was gonna be. I think about $8 million a year in hotel taxes, but then the Dolphins were going to pay it back like, without interest way down the road. The new one is about $4 million a year in property tax breaks. Basically, Ross is saying, hey, I've got a great idea. You don't have to give me any money at all. Just Exempt me completely from property taxes. Hey, <laughs> wow. the other teams don't have to pay property taxes because the other teams, like the Marlins, negotiated deals where the the public, you know, the government was going to own the stadiums. It's why they don't get to have to pay property yeah. taxes, and it's why those were such terrible deals. Um, so Ross is saying, hey, it's just about equity. I don't want to pay property taxes either. I'm sure everyone in Miami right now is. Is thinking to themselves, hey, I should call up Miami Dade <laughs> County and say, this is a great idea. I shouldn't have to pay property taxes on my house because the Marlins don't. Um, anyway, so it, it, it all winds up being. Somewhere in the 100 to 150 million dollar range in terms of the value of the of the giveaway,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, and uh, that's about what the hotel tax thing was going to wind up being in the end as well. So I, I don't think it's it's all that different, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of the public cost. Is it the worst deal in the world? No, you know, it, it's not completely awful. I mean, 100 million dollars these days is not a huge stadium subsidy. On the other hand, it's 100 million dollars, you know, yeah, 100 definitely. million dollars that you don't have to give to the Dolphins when the Dolphins you know are stuck with their stadium you know it's not like like Ross can pick up and move the dolphins and you know to Los Angeles and then be done with Miami because he's still got that big stadium sitting there he pays he owes a lot of money on so um and you know we have to figure out what to do with so um I, you know i i don't think that the dolphins have an awful lot of leverage here and i would hope that Miami would be smart to see that but Again, hoping that local elected officials are going to be smart about stadium deals is, you know, <laughs> a fool's errand.
0: Well, that's with one point of the new deal that really sucks is if the county owns a stadium, then the county is stuck with the white elephant, and the dolphins are free to play the oh, we're going to Los Angeles if you don't get us a yeah. new stadium, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, it, there seem to be an awful lot of problems with this, and you know, it, again, it just happened over the weekend, and uh, and. You know, the the reporting hopefully will get a little bit more in-depth where people will start, you know, saying, well, this really makes sense so far that the Miami Herald just seems to be saying, oh, gosh, you know, here's $3.8 million a year that won't be going into the school system, which is which is a legitimate concern. Oh,
0: it's a big uh, But there was weird. an awful
1: lot of, you know, from the other side saying, uh, oh, well, this is a better deal than last year. And I don't really think it's a better deal than last year. I think it's about the same.
0: Yeah. You always joke on the show that maybe Team X can just play in my living room. Well, the Oakland A's are getting as close to that as humanly possible. The Oakland A's uh, are considering a move to uh, ballpark in San Jose that is currently being used by the Giants single-A minor league team. I'm really not sure why Lou Wolf wants out of Oakland this bad uh, so soon. If he waits five or six years, he's probably sitting on a West Coast version of Brooklyn.
1: Oh, uh, with the with the East Bay. Yeah. Yeah, especially if San Francisco continues to uh, continues to shoot down any uh, any uh, you know new waterfront development. I mean, you know, everybody can't live in San Francisco. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's room for them. Um, and yeah, it's it's very odd. I mean, the the San Jose minor league stadium thing seems like it was floated by the mayor of San Jose.
0: Oh.
1: Um, so yeah. So take that with a large grain of salt. But. The, but Lou Wolf is definitely saying, oh, yeah, we're open to the idea of a temporary stadium somewhere. He is probably mostly saying that because he's involved in lease negotiations with the Oakland you know, Coliseum Authority. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he wants to make sure that he has, uh, you know, some sort of claim of being able to say, well, I'm not just going to fold and give you whatever you want. You know, I could go to Sacramento. I could go to a floating barge in the Bay. I could go to, you know. Um, so, I, I take that with a big grain of salt, um, but, I, you know, I think, I think you're right, it, it really does seem odd that he's so, been so dead set on San Jose, even if, you know, it is a more lucrative market, um, you know, the amount of, the number of years he's already wasted, right, um, you know, putting up with the, with low attendance at the Coliseum, and, you know, whatever, you know, it, You'd think that he could have taken his money, put it into either a new stadium or upgrades to the Coliseum or anything, um, and gotten better bang for his buck. But I don't know. Maybe he thought all those years ago that. Uh when Bud Selig appointed that Blue Ribbon Commission, maybe he actually thought <laughs> that it was a real Blue Ribbon Commission. And he got suckered into
0: it. I always—I don't know if you've ever seen the old B movie Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, but they had of this. Of course, I have. Yeah, this old—the the Blue Ribbon Commission, the study the the tomato threat was still meeting, even though that they defeated the tomatoes, and it was it was a very funny movie. Um, anyway, speaking of Brooklyn, you have mentioned earlier that you went to your first game at, at the Barclays Center. You've been to a few concerts. Uh, you said you weren't going back, so that wasn't a good experience, then?
1: Um, no, no, no. If you go on fieldtheschemes.com, you can click through and see a, a photo that my friend took from our seats, um, and you can sort of see that there's basketball going on if you squint. <laughs> but, wow! Oh my God, it was it. I mean, it, it, this, this, these were probably the furthest seats in the house because they were. It's sort of like where the where the upper deck goes further back up, up on the sides. And it was incredibly far. We were well above the top of the scoreboard. Wow. and, um, you know, we were high enough up that we couldn't see the ribbon board showing the out-of-town scores because they were blocked by, like, the lights that were hanging in <laughs> the ceiling. I'm not joking about this. Wow. My son was there with me, and he's 11, and he could see because he's shorter. I'm you know, just tall enough I couldn't see what was going on. Um, so it, it was really remarkable. I got home, and I started to do some of the math and try to figure out, you know, because it felt like I was in the upper deck at a baseball game. And it looks like it is about the same, you know. Uh-huh. It's like 130 feet to the roof of uh, the Barclays Center, which is taller than City Field, Wow. Um, with the Mets play. And again, you're not sitting on the roof; you're sitting in the top, you know, the top yeah. row. Um, but it's it's pretty comparable, and it's, which is pretty amazing given that it's you know a 20,000 seat stadium, not a 40,000 seat stadium. Um, so starting with that, and then add in the fact that they seem to have just completely bollocks up any uh uh you know sort of foot traffic concerns. It took about half an hour to get from the front gate to my seats. Oh my god. And maybe about another twenty minutes to get out. Um and, you know, it it's not wasn't because of the huge climb, it was just because there was massive, massive jam up at every possible ramp. Um, which is, you know, I mean Madison Square Garden was designed in nineteen sixty eight and I can get out of there in like, you know, three minutes. Yeah, definitely. So, it it just seems like it was very badly arranged all around. Um, you know, the there were tremendous tie-ups, of lines for food because of uh, you know just the, the concession stands were placed in bad places where there's people walking by, um, which is fine actually because the food was so expensive I couldn't afford any of it. Um, six dollars I think, six seventy-five for a slice of Sicilian pizza. That's crazy. Um, anyway, um, it was uh, it was all around a, a bad experience. But but the next one yeah, And there was a play where, uh, where uh, the uh, uh, Raptors almost tripped over the towel guy who was out on the court <laughs> like wiping up sweat um, during a play, which is something I'd never seen in an NBA game. So I guess that was worth the price. For yeah,
0: I think so. Um, Neil DeMoss, he runs fieldofschemes.com. You can see his picture from the high rafters of the Barclays Center and so much more stadium information for, is over there. Thanks for being on the show, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: Absolutely talk next okay.
0: week. Okay, right, this is the Heather McCoy Show.